I'm your librarian, Christina, and the library is officially open. This episode is Four Found Dead by Natalie D. Richards, and here is a 90 second or less summary roundup. Tonight, Riverview Theaters is closing forever, the last remaining business in a defunct shopping mall. The moviegoers have left, and Joe and her six co-workers have the final shift, a shift that quickly takes a dark turn. First, a stranger arrives with a chilling accusation. Then the power goes out, and their manager disappears, along with the keys to the lobby doors and the theater safe, where the crew's phones are locked each shift. Their attention turns to terror when Joe discovers the dead body of one of her co-workers. Now their only chance to escape the murderer in their midst is through the dark, shuttered mall. With its bordered up exits and disabled fire alarms, the complex is filled with hiding places for both pursuer and pursued. In order to survive this night, Joe and her friends must trust one another, navigate the sprawling ruins of the mall, and outwit a killer before he kills again. These are not my words. This is the summary that's on the back of the book. If you haven't heard any other episodes before, the reason why I'm doing it is because my summaries are usually trash. This is a way of me showing, like, this is a reason why I picked up the book to begin with. Now getting into it. This is a young adult or teen fiction book. It's a thriller, horror, if you're into that kind of thing. So I felt that this book would have been a good book as far as what would you do in this situation. I'm into horror. I love the thrill. I love just you know if, if if I personally was put in this situation what am I doing to get out of it and I felt like this book had potential to be perfect for that type of scenario let me just say it was not <laughs> it wasn't what I expected at all like I had mentioned Joe is our main character she's working with a couple of her other friends turned I mean her, some of her other co-workers turned friends they had plans on going to IHOP right after work it's the last shift there's really no not saying that they don't have responsibilities but they were just trying to they like it's the last one you're, you're going to celebrate and as teenagers even me as a teenager in high school IHOP kind of was the place to be in Ohio and funny enough actually fun fact this setting was in Sandusky Ohio so the whole thing of like going to IHOP right after, totally relatable. However, I felt that if I was a character in this book, I'm thinking of ways to get out of the situation. One of the first things I'm going to think of is grabbing my phone and calling the cops. Well, it was just odd to me that all of their phones had to be locked in the manager's office in a safe. I don't know what team today is willingly giving up their phone the last day, their last shift of work to do so. Like, and also that's, I don't know, that's just not realistic to me. I could see a locker, like that makes sense, a locker, but not a manager's safe where only the manager has the key to it. That's just, that was odd to me. Also, what if people have emergencies, like not only with themselves at work, but also family emergencies? Or a couple of the characters, their parents were not there in the evening. One had a, a, a parent that worked like overnight. What if something happened then? What if they needed to contact them? It was just, it was too convenient that the phones were locked up in a safe. But then I can let that slide. Okay, fine. This is a story. Let, okay, we'll let that, we'll give that a pass. Another thing, this is a theater. Break the windows. Get out. 
So a character suggests that, and they're like, oh, how convenient. The windows have just been repaired because there were so many break-ins. <laughs> how convenient that you can't like easily break the glass. Okay, but then it's like, okay, that's somewhat believable. Okay, okay, we'll let that, we'll let that slide. Then they're like, well, the alarms are disabled because all the other shops in the mall are, they've been closed. So none of the alarms work, but this is a theater. The theater just closed. What if there was an emergency with moviegoers? You mean to tell me that you can't pull the alarm? That didn't make any sense to me. Just about literally every scenario that you could possibly think of, the author blocked. That, huh? Why would you do that? That's just not realistic. It's one thing if it's like, okay, I don't want you to get around. I don't want it to be this easy. But it's also another thing to be like, this is not realistic. Like be for real, you know? So they go into the mall area because all the everything else in the theater is not working or not practical and they're kind of sitting there out and about trying to decide whether they want to fight or flight and in doing so they are like well let, there has to be an exit because this is a mall there has to be an exit out of this place one of the exits they come across they're trying they're pushing they're trying so hard to get out Come to find out there's a dumpster that's blocking it. Why? <laughs> Why is there a dumpster? Then the response is, oh, because there were so many break-ins this way, they didn't want people, like um, squatters, coming in and using the place. Okay, but why are we blocking the exit? A squatter could just move the dumpster. Unless I am missing something or I had missed something while reading it, I'm not understanding how this is a, why this, why is the door blocked? <sighs> so there's no mystery at all. What you see is what you get. Uh, somebody I follow on Instagram and I really wish that I remembered their handle. If I come across, I'll tag them. But they had posted it, posted this book and their brief review was like, what you see is what you get. And I had commented, I was like, oh, like I'm look, I was so looking forward to this book. And I had been, I probably was waiting for this book for probably a couple months or so because like this seemed like, like an exciting book. I feel like the author tried to throw in red herrings and it fell flat. I understand fight or flight, but at some point you're gonna have to like make moves. And not saying that these kids weren't making moves, but I felt that most of this book was just very repetitive as far as just sitting and waiting and having this conversation as what should we do? What, you know, how do we get here and here and there? How do we get out of this? It was just the same repetitive situation. Another thing too is like, Joe, our main character is not likable to me, at least. One of the major reasons why I don't like her is because when we are thrown into this story, she notices that somebody has a gun and she decides to say nothing. She doesn't give a warning. She doesn't hint, like she doesn't tell one person. It's like she's keeping it to herself. And so, and I, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt in the, in the regards of like, you don't wanna cause a stir. But at the same time, why does this person have a gun? In a theater, no less. Like, if we're talking in today's terms, like this happened in April, you know that people be shooting up places. Why wouldn't you 
be alarmed. That was a miss for me. And I'm not victim blaming, I'm not victim shaming or anything like that, but I did feel that it was a little odd that she didn't say anything to anybody about this gun. Another thing that the author, I feel, tries to block in this book is the parents or loved ones. You would also think, well, okay, a loved one has to know that their person is not coming home or isn't home or even at IHOP for the matter. All the parents are either gone, they're traveling, they work overnight, they don't have a good relationship with their child. So that somehow justifies what's going on. And I'm like, that, yeah, maybe a kid or two will probably have to deal with that. But you mean to tell me every kid, every teenager in this building right now in this moment, they don't have a loved one who's actively looking for them? That it's not realistic to me. Also, the movie theater is still open until everybody leaves at that place. The mall itself just recently closed. There is no way that there's not a security officer roaming the place. It's new. If you're talking about squatters, if you're blocking exits from squatters, you would have security. You would have security. And also I would know this, or at least have an idea of it because this has happened back home when I was a teenager in Cincinnati. We had a movie theater that eventually closed down and it wasn't connected to a mall or anything like that. But during the day and even during the evenings when we had, when we were coming home late and we passed that theater, there was security driving around. So you can't tell me that this big mall and theater that is not even fully closed yet in Ohio doesn't have a security officer or a police officer making sure people aren't squatting. That's not believable to me. I really wanted to like this book and it was so disappointing that it was a flop. However, however, despite all of this, I would say that probably for a young adult or a teenager, they would probably like this. I can't even be like, oh, I'm not the target audience. Like, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not a teenager in this, you know, but they might like it. I did, I will say, I actually did see a teenager a while back pick up this book. So it at least engages them with that. But I, she wasn't a regular to me. Like, I didn't know her or anything. So I don't know if she ended up liking the book or anything like that. But I would be interested to, to hear with young adults, like what did they think of this book if, if they had read it. So there's that. If you're not familiar with this podcast, I rate each book that I read out of three different categories out of five each. The first one is the description of the book. Did what the author provide in the description match with what was given? Technically, I would give this a five. At first, I wanted to give it a much lower rating but having reread the description again she does kind of give it to you like everything is blocked disabled alarms phones are locked away she actually technically does give that to to you the reader she also kind of hints who kind of like not really kind of hints who the killer might be so technically yeah i'd probably give it a five because it's it's there and i just happened to miss it so that's on me the second one is personal enjoyment or engagement of the story. This has to be a one and a half to two. Two to be nice, I guess. But yeah, this wasn't fun. There, Yeah, initially, yeah, it started off pretty solid. Like I was kind of into it. But 
by you know after the first we'll say seven to be nice chapters onward it was just like it wasn't for me there was nothing about it that was fun there was no mystery everything is given to you right then and there there's a freaking weirdo well let me stop there's a strange or odd character where you're just like what's happening with her so yeah to be nice i'll give it a two and then last but not least rereadability what rereadability what are the chances of me picking this book back up again and reading it and i'm gonna give this also a one to never straddling never would i suggest it yes but reading this again i'm good i got everything i got out of it it had potential it disappointed me personally and that it is what it is if you've read this book or any other books by this author you should let me know by following me on instagram at the binging librarian let's talk about it let's chat let's discuss and with that the library